The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 162 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. The newest edition of SMO 21 at the Science Museum of Oklahoma is coming up this Friday, the first day of February. This month's theme is Cosmic Con and features a journey through different worlds and fandoms for adults over 21. But SMO 21 is just the tip of the dry iceberg in events (laughs) at the Science Museum of Oklahoma. Here to talk about it are Clint Stone and Abby Trent. Clint and Abby, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> oh, so okay. First off, let's let's start. Yes, I, I love that little pun. I actually that was really good. Nice when I come up with a good pun nice, for the for the league. Nicely done, um, Nicely done. Smo twenty one. Uh, talking about uh, fandoms. Talking about cosmic worlds. What's what's going on this Friday? This Friday we are celebrating everything nerdy, everything <laughs> fantastic about sci fi, all the wonderful technology and science that is in comic books. Uh, Superhero fantasy movies, uh, space traveling cowboy movies, everything that is wonderful about the world of fiction we are celebrating Friday night. That's wonderful. And, you know, science fiction tends to sometimes become science reality. Yes. I think I was reading a story the other day that uh, the the guy who, uh, oh, shot the... the Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Almost everything he's done, he, he was influenced by Star Trek. Dude, he's like one lab accident away from a supervillain. Oh, he's yeah. totally influenced by supervillains. It's, it's just, it's amazing. I think I think he's informed by like the entire universe. And I know a but, lot of yeah, people do Star things Trek that I sure. saw. They, they tried to make a lightsaber on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, they, it's, now it, it wasn't quite the same <laughs> and was a little bit disturbing. Um, but it's just amazing that the people look at these science fiction things and go, yep, yeah, we'll find a way to do that. Oh, definitely. If you can imagine it, that's like the first step to being able to create it. So first we try out these things in these universes that we make up. And then 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years later, they're part of our everyday life. Um, Our smartphones. Yeah. That would have been crazy to me as a kid that we would have anything like that. Dude, I... I just watched the episode of Fringe where they come back from the other side that's significantly more technologically advanced in yeah. the 80s and they have a smartphone and they brought it back. And they're, yeah, they're marveling at this technology and we're like, yes. Yeah, no one could imagine like, the, the communicators of Star War, of Star Trek, yeah. the communicators that they go, oh, well, there's no way you could have that. That's the phone. That's, the, that's basically a satellite phone. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, if we were to see Lex Luthor have something like that, we wouldn't be surprised. But then... <laughs> You know, now there's it an might, app for that. Exactly. Yeah. And that was actually one of the things when uh, the new Bond came out. Uh, the the one with... Uh, Quantum of Solace. Oh, I, uh, I don't watch Bond movies much, but the Daniel Craig. Yeah. The first one he did. And there, was vi- there wasn't there was any of those 
cool little devices he could get because those cool little devices actually exist. Yeah. You don't like need... you can just do that thing. You don't need Q to go, oh, there you go, I Mr. Bond. This. I just invented this thing. And it's like, nope, he's using smartphones and he's using sure detectors, enough. using things that you'd normally use. Looks at him and he's like, I Googled it. Yes. <laughs> um, because... Because science fiction, it eventually sometimes becomes science reality. And it's really neat to see that transition. And that's why it's important that these comic books, these movies keep being created because they dream up the things mm-hmm. that we later invent. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see these, this kind of, you know, I, I remember when it was only, it was actually probably about 10, maybe 15 years ago, I was, I was just walking uh, uh, down the street with, a, with my cell phone at the time uh, with, uh, no, actually, it wasn't a cell phone. It was, it was, it was, an, it was an iPod, um, and had thousands of songs on it. And I'm walking down the th- street, and I'm I'm listening to thousands of songs right. in your a little tiny pocket from uh, your entire like, life. Well, that I remember when I moved to Denver with my cassettes, oh my <laughs> all gosh, of them, right? and in a big, huge thing, and and with all my suitcase stuff, but this big, huge thing of cassettes, and that was all my music. You know, nowadays you can just carry it all in your pocket. It's just amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty amazing. And we think of all these old shows where they would do the same thing with technology, but then they would learn that. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting closer to that as well. Self-driving cars. They're, they're, they're just around the corner. Yeah. And they had that in, was iRobot? Yes. yes. Right, yeah. Self-driving car. And, and everyone goes, well, I don't know if I would. Let. Well, it's not completely self-driving. You can take over when you need to. And that's exactly what he did in iRobot. Oh, yeah. Well, and like, chances are your reflexes aren't as good. Yeah. Like, that's what get, always gets... You know what... The, 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 the computer's AI actually better assisted. at knowing what's on the road than you do. Yeah. Or Which think is, about Minority Report, those highly personalized oh, ads. Right. Yes. And now we're getting bombarded with We are so there. <laughs> and I, I actually was thrilled about that because I, I see... I, a lot of people complain about cookies on the internet. I love it. I love cookies because that means when I go to a website, it's not going to put up a, a product for feminine hygiene products. Because it knows, I don't want that. I don't care for that. Please sell things to me. They know that I've been to the Think Geek website. The ads are probably going to be towards those kinds of things. I like that kind of personability on the internet. And that's what Minority Report was. It was basically, I'm not going to show you any ads that you don't want. Because goodness knows, you turn on the television. And since it's broadcasting to everybody, they're trying to sell to everybody. There's a lot of times I don't care for the ads. Oh, yeah. And I would very much rather be able to watch whatever I'm watching. And, and I think the cookies on, on the web allow for that, that I'm getting personalized advertisement. I don't necessarily mind that. I think it's a weird place to plant your flag, but I'm for it. I know. <laughs> like, very I few I was just people. thinking, I was like, have I ever had this? No, no. No, no. one has ever expressed an opinion. About, about Other than uh, in, in, in favor of in cookies? Favor no, of, I'm the only one who's ever. only, like, my only thing about it is the you know, is encroaching on my, my private life. But here's like, the only thing and is, I don't, I, but I, and here's where I go with privacy on the internet. Who cares? You're not going to get privacy. There's only one way to get privacy. And that is to live in a shack with no mobile phones, deal, grow your own food and never you privacy does not exist in this world. You, even if you didn't go on the internet, even if there weren't cookies on the internet, even if all that you still, they're still tracking you. Right. There, so, and there's a lot of science. I've given fiction, it you know, up. And there is I'm, a lot of science fiction to back to back you yeah, up. Like I even can, back in the '50s, this is not you know. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> right. I think we arrived at the end of that. The, the terminus. I'm the one of the few people. Cookies that's like, Man, for it. Okay. Yeah, they're tracking me. I'm cool. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to hide. That's right. And it's I, just it is weird when I'm when I've had a conversation about a thing 
in the privacy of my home with no smart devices working and then I get an ad for the thing the next day. Yeah, my, my, that my, creeps me my, out my wife still freaks me. She's like, even when we're just talking. Yeah, they're listening. My, my, my wife and I are just talking about, oh, well, it'd be interesting to get, you know, a leash for the dog uh-huh. and she pulls up, you know, Amazon's dog like, leashes. dog leashes. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> and we did let these listening things into our house, though. Yeah, by that's the way. okay. I'm anyway, Smo Twenty One. Smo Twenty One. What? What all can? Well, first off, it starts at six thirty. Is that right? Six thirty. Okay. It'll go till ten, and we are doing all sorts of wonderful things, trying to tie into not just the comic book universes, but also the sci-fi, uh, television, and movie franchises. So uh, we will, of course, have lightsaber dueling there. <laughs> That's great. But for the Star Trek fans, we will also be setting our phasers to stun. Yes. <laughs> which will be so much fun. Will they be literally face- phasers to stun? Yes. They will be. Um, our tinker, Chris, always creates the most amazing <laughs> yes. things. Mm-hmm. And so we have some uh, phasers that have been altered to work with a TINS unit. Mm-hmm. So you can actually um, have a little fun with your friends and uh, have a phaser duel as well as a lightsaber duel. It makes things so so much simpler if I had phasers. You just, I mean, it was, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about lethal. You just, you just you're stunned and you just go down. And okay, then later yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we can figure something out, but <laughs> it'd be so much easier. Um, so, so we're doing that. And I know we're having a panel. And I know oh, yes. because I'm going to be on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a wonderful panel and we have you on it. So we're so happy. That's We've so got cool. uh, T. Stephen Handy on the panel as well. Uh, Brian Buck Berlin, Matthew Price, uh, Jeff Provine. It's going to be oh, wonderful. Many of them have been we on this Jeff. show. Jeff, Jeff's been on the show. Buck's been on the show. Um, and uh, uh, I've tried to get Matt Price from uh, The Oklahoman on. Uh, he, of course, does the uh, pop culture comics. Uh, he's great. If you, uh, if you have any chance, guys, if you're listening, check out his articles on The Oklahoman. He, he does local stuff, but he also has a really good mindset of what's going on nationally and internationally in the world of comics and, and pop culture. Yes, and he co-writes and makes movies and mm-hmm. comics as well and has uh, Speeding Bullet down yeah. in Norman as well. So he's uh, just a wonderful resource of information. Yeah, he's incredible. And uh, so what are we? what's the panel going to be on? Uh, well, we're going to talk about how comics, sci-fi have affected our lives and uh, how they... Um, the technology that used to be so foreign is now uh, right in our faces yeah. in a lot, of, uh, a lot of cases and also what we hope to be next and what we hope will never come to be. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's, there's some scary things in, in sci-fi as well. And I hope the fact that we've actually written them down and shown them that, that that's our warning (laughs) that maybe we won't get to that point because of course now this is uh, 2019. Uh, This is the year that Blade Runner happens. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And I don't think we're anywhere close to that. Uh, <laughs> making uh, it, making human surrogate slaves for well, yeah, basically, yeah, and, and, yeah, and 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 most of the people have left the earth. Uh, they've already gone off to to uh, colonize. Is yeah. is the whole point? And the only ones left behind. There's few that actually. I think I'm going more off of the. Uh, do androids dream? Do, do androids Sorry. dream? Of, well, <laughs> but do androids dream of electric sheep? Uh, yes. It, oh, yeah. Rather than uh, Blade Runner, because actually, it's in do androids dream of electric sheep? Very few people are on left on the planet. Right. Um, and so that's what I was actually thinking. And it Blade is Runner, you don't get that well, idea. isn't it? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Uh, but you don't get that. Well, actually, it was so funny because I was driving. So I'm, I'm driving with my son to church this morning. and comes on the radio, uh, 1999 by Prince. 
My son he says, when was this song written? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, he gets and, to the heart of things, doesn't and he? And I said it was 1983 when 1999 seemed, seemed very far in the future. So far away. Now it's very far in the past. So he says he's going to party like it's 1999. Bill Clinton's still in office. The, we uh, thought the, the world dot might com boom end. is going on. I, you know, I was like, well, actually, we know what 1999 was right? like. Right? My son and I actually had a very similar conversation about 1999 last night while going to the fill. He asked, when was 1999 written? So that's so weird. That, that is yeah. so weird. Yeah. You just don't but think about it. But we have to be ready the for these questions. <laughs> and that's why it's, it's so funny because when you go to, when you, when you, uh, and it's so funny because we're on this on panel. I'm like, oh, you know, normally I would really, really try to research if I'm going to be on a panel. I'm like, I've been researching this my right? entire life. You um, were born for this. <laughs> you know, when you go to, uh, when you watch an old Doctor Who episode, Doctor Who is a great one to go to because it was written from, you know, especially if you go back to 63, 64, there was one episode of 67 uh, in the Patrick Troughton ears where he goes into the future of 2017. Ooh, <gasps> so far away. It's because 50 years away. Yeah. You think, oh, well, that's safe. And yeah, nothing was right. But I'm like, wow. And the moment I was watching this was in 2017. I'm like, yep, yeah, got that one wrong. Well, <laughs> it could be the universe next door, though. Yeah. But of course, we know, according to Arthur C. Clarke, we mm-hmm. were supposed to have colonized the moon by 1999. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, by 2001, we were out uh, sending manned trips to Jupiter and, and, you know, and yeah, sadly, uh, there are some, you go, Oh, I'm flying cars. Where's my back to the future flying cars, man. I just want my jetpack. A jetpack would be great. Yeah. I I did see that they are testing out a passenger (laughs) flying vehicle, not a plane, but like a personal, uh, vehicle that you can fly around in. Like I picture the fifth element cars. Those are so cool. I know. Right. Um, and I love how they, they like, I love how the fifth element of the future is kind of grimy, like the Star Wars, like it's yeah. not all shiny and clean, but that people live in extreme high rises because they no longer have to park on the ground. Right. Like the, the way they did that fiction and the flying cars are amazing. And what's down on the ground is not a pretty sight. No. Yeah. No. Of course, that was one not. of the things that I liked about if you if you really study into Star Wars, um, the expanded universe, uh, and not just the expanded old expanded universe, but current expanded universe as well with the new new canon what's underneath Coruscant is not, because they also have the flying cars. So what's yeah. underneath is not pretty. That's that's the underworld that um, there's no sun because all the buildings are so high uh, that you've, you've kind of blocked everything out. I think out I was trying, yeah, I was trying to think of another fiction where that is, and that is one of them. Yeah, and so, but that's the thing I like about Fifth Element is it's so far in the future. Because they don't actually set a date, no, I don't think. They never do. Uh, but it's kind of like- It's a love letter to Star it's Wars. One, it's like Dune. It's so far in the future mm-hmm. that you can go, yeah, pretty much- uh, anything could happen. If you go 10,000, 15,000 years in the future, yeah. you're like, yeah, I have no, we know have no one has any idea what to expect. So. But I also like the similarities. Yeah. Like there's a lot in common with yeah. our time. Like, I think, I think a regardless lot. Regardless of, of how many groundbreaking, you know, flying cars we have. Right. And so. I think with the, with the flying cars and things we're seeing now, I think a lot of inventors are going, you know, we've been slacking. We see them in sci-fi. By 2015, I'm supposed to have my flying car. We should probably invent we that. We should probably get on that. <laughs> so they're, they're yep. Okay. Time to get that. They can go on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, the, the self-driving cars, uh, I, that one has taken, I think, everyone by surprise. Um, I, I think I did though see an article that that might not be moving as fast as they thought. Yeah. Uh, they thought it was going to be by 2020. It was pretty much going to be a standard thing. I think they've pulled back. They did the same thing with HDTV. I remember seeing an article in the late eighties on the, in the Gazette about HDTV and how it was going to be the next big thing by 1990. 
It took a little while longer because, of course, with uh, HDTV, you had to deal with the uh, the Telecommunications Act of 1996. You had to make sure the, the bandwidth and everything was, was right. good to go. So HDTV took a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are with the self-driving cars. I think people went, we have the technology to do it, but we don't have the wherewithal to do it. We don't have the streets to do it. We don't have everybody doing it. So I think it'll be a little bit longer. Same thing as like why unleaded gas, leaded gas lasted for so right. long. They switched over to unleaded in like the 70s, but they didn't take leaded gasoline that. out of the, the tanks until probably what was it, like the mid 90s. Um, so yeah. sometimes yeah. we haven't quite caught up. Uh, we've caught up technology, technologically, but haven't quite caught up as far as our society. We're right. not quite exactly. ready for that. Yeah. So I just give away a whole bunch of stuff we'll be talking about on the panel. Hey, there you go. If you want to hear more. <laughs> That's right. There'll be so much more. Come yeah. have a cocktail. Plenty. Plus, plus, I will not be the only one talking. So um, no, So, what else have we got going on there? Yeah. Um, Friday night. We, we, of course, will have uh, Spider Science with uh, Into the Spider-Verse being um, just... Have you seen it? Not yet. I want to go so bad. Oh, did you do it before this Friday. I you, actually you, you, saw that yes. one, guys. Did you? Oh, yes. Did yes. you love it? That's you the think? only superhero movie I've seen. And so, well, the you picked one, a really good you, one from what we hear. It was like, really good. I, I heard it's amazing. I enjoyed it. It's up for an I'd Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. Uh, do go see the other one up for Academy Award, which is Black Panther. Do see that. Oh, that's, that's so out good. on Netflix now. All the I was so uh, all of the uh, the the superhero movies from last year. Except for uh, Spider Man, because it just came out in November. But all Avengers and Homecoming? and uh, and uh, I think I'm well. I'm not sure about Homecoming. I'll throw down for Homecoming. But uh, Avengers and Ant Man and um, what was the one that uh, Deadpool Two? Uh, I think is is now on HBO Go. Uh, they're all, all on streaming now, so which is kind of nice. But yes, what did you think of Spider Man? I really liked it. I know. And, and for this is my favorite not, Spider-Man. I'm not into the, like, I, I've never seen those movies. I just watched Deadpool for the first time, like, six months ago. How did you find it? I enjoyed it. It yes. is super good, yeah. and the second one is even better. I, I need to see. It, it was, like, the, around the time that the second one came out that I saw the first one. My husband is obsessed so. with Deadpool, and I, I got a little tired of his, like, ranting and raving about how great it must be. Because, I mean, come on. and uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's really good. Yeah. And then the second one just... Totally blew me away. Like it, it, it hit me surprised because I expected Deadpool one part two, and it's right. it's actually there's a lot of storyline happening. There's a lot more than cussing guy with a red suit. Which, which is right. which is one of the things that makes it interesting and fun. It's a joy, and, it's, yeah. and, and that comes from a joyful place. But I'm like, if it's just another version of Deadpool one. No, no, it's I'm it's, 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 a, it's its own and show. And it's surprisingly really great. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so and spiders. Domino. So spiders. Or is anyone get, yeah, get so will you have any radioactive spiders that I can get bit by so I can have the spidey? You, you know, uh, <laughs> hopefully so. Uh, <laughs> we will have spiders there that you can uh, meet. Um, we have a couple of my favorite spiders there, and you know, hopefully no one will actually get bitten <laughs> that evening. But hopefully we will leave with superpowers. That's Amen. Yes. To and that yeah. raises invisible glass. <laughs> Let's walk back a minute. What's your criteria for your favorite spiders? Like, oh, you know, I I have a, a lot of criteria for spiders, okay. but I, I have a couple favorites that um kind of oh. work at the museum. Yeah, so, um, I know that they're gonna show up that evening. Right? I got them on the schedule. I to saw be one there. of my favorite lady spiders the other night at the overnight. Oh, uh, was it Victoria? Mm-hmm. She's Victoria's pretty wonderful. Victoria's one of my favorite lady spiders. I, I heard she's gonna be there too. Oh, she's so good. She's very sweet. 
Well, will we tell them what she is? Or spiders. They should, they should just come meet Victoria. Yeah. Spiders always you can creep see me out. I just can't. Uh, are you phobic or do they just upset you? They just creep me out. They, they, is I it not, bigger? I'm, I do not have a Is I have, it bigger I have, I have means fear, less scary? I have very few actual fears because it's just, you know, I, I have the things that I'm afraid of would actually kill me. Like, for example, <laughs> I, 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 snakes, again, another thing, they creep me out. Um, if I was up against a, you know, a cobra or a rattler or, you know, then I'd be really scared, not because it's a snake, but because I know that thing can kill me. Yeah. Um, but it mostly, it's just, it's just the creep factor. Ugh. I get that. I had to work, <laughs> I had to walk, I had to work through it to work yeah. at the zoo and picking up millipedes mm. did a lot for me. Like they're, they're actually, they don't have the grabby little like legs like i thought june like june bugs do yeah like, i really thought there was like a million of those little grabby legs and that creeps me right out yeah. but no they don't they're very soft and sweet and that that was the gateway into hissing cockroaches and then big spiders and now i'm like oh my friends yeah. you just have to get to know them yes yeah we all i'm sure but that's i get true, but I, <laughs> I get a healthy respect for things that can kill you too sure. i yeah. don't have that i would pet a tiger no, see, I, oh, I would too. I'd be the if one I, you're if pulling If I knew it back. was docile, I, I no, would love the pet. No, it wouldn't tiger, need to be docile. No. I'd be like, kitty! Like, I have that. <laughs> I try not to tease fate. That's good. <laughs> so, so, spiders. So, so, we'll have spiders. We'll have Victoria there. She's a Chilean rose here. And um, she's one of our greatest arachnid ambassadors she for really the museum. Is. But then from there, we'll get to see how spiders and their abilities kind of inform superheroes yeah and, uh how her abilities are like those of spider-man and how they're not like those <laughs> of spider-man at the same time so we'll play with that a little bit meet some other arachnids and um also uh learn a little bit about how they climb and how oh, that would cool. affect uh, how so cool. uh spider-man climbs that's cool. That's that's wonderful. And of course, you know, the the the, the insect world is always uh, well, not just the insect world, but the the nature sometimes also influences science. Oh uh, yeah, I know that there have been uh, Velcro was because of an undersea creature that that did that. It's, it's it had little hooks, and because of the hooks, they there were scientists who went, well, why can't we use that in you know and make a plastic that does that? And that's how Velcro came about. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes nature does influence the science creations that we have. And that's when people uh, hold Victoria. That's when the first things they say is, right. oh, I feel her little feet. Mm -hmm. It feels like Velcro or uh -huh. it feels a little pokey, but it's almost always Velcro that Velcro. they reference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what else is going on? Oh, we will uh, be uh, lifting uh, Thor's hammer <laughs> and uh, learning oh, so a little good. bit uh, about how we can... Uh, Fake science, or not fake science, uh, fake magic using science. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, what's, we, the sci what's the what's the what's the 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 sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. There it is. Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke. It's a signature on my email yes. because I I do firmly believe that magic is just science we don't understand. Sure. If I went back in time and pulled out a lighter, <laughs> I would be it'd be magic that Mind I just blown. created fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Arthur C. Clarke back in his uh, 2001 novel actually had the astronauts using what we would consider tablets or iPads. Yes. Yeah. So, and Star oh, Trek had the Star Clark Trek had, had pads as well. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, Roddenberry and, I love and uh, and celebrate all the time because his science it had to be plausible. Yeah. And well and I think the only thing that was was not uh, was the transporter and the only reason he was he was okay with the transporter 
was because landing and taking off the ship every every time would be feasibly impossible right. on a 1967 show. To and the, so he's like, I need a way to get them to and from the planet. To the point where in, I just watched all three of the Star Trek movies again the other yes. day. And while we were unpacking, and they actually have they in, they inserted a line to make that make these are these ships are assembled in space. Yes, like they're never meant to land. They are not. And the transporter technology is not that far from what we now understand as quantum quantum technology. Right. I, when we I, had Tad on, and he tried really hard to explain beaming to us. I think I think the one we thing could, I remember. I think we could eventually have transporting non organic material. I could believe in. I could. I can actually believe if I wanted to brick. And I wanted that brick to be somewhere else in the world. I think we could possibly do that technology. Organic material kind of creeps me out, and human—that's really kind of just—I don't know. I'd have to go with the Doctor uh, McCoy kind of thing. I'm not letting you bring my atoms all across the universe, you know, type of thing. So, <laughs> but still, it's in the realm of possibility. Like yes. the beaming thing is anything is in ins- the realm of possibility. Insanely in line with how we understand quantum, yeah. like quantum what's the word i'm like entanglement yes and even things like that can be inspirational and bring in mm-hmm. new ideas like mm-hmm. the uh iss right now has a 3d printer right mm-hmm. so instead of having to send everything up there you can now print it right and um, that becomes a critical point i don't know if you've been watching mars i have not. i have mixed feels about the show but one of the key pieces of technology that makes it possible now is 3D printing. Yeah. In that they don't have to haul all of the stuff to Mars. They can haul the technology and then fabricate the buildings or what, you know, when we're talking about the first colonists on Mars, but they, they do a lot of fabrication on site that yeah. wouldn't otherwise be. And that's where I think this, the Star Trek, the food processors um, yes. are just quick acting I just uh, want, 3D I just printers. It, although they, although instead they don't print, pla- ours, ours just do plastic and metal. There's, they actually prints organic material. So if you actually asked for, then it could actually print. It's very fast, much faster than our 3D printer. But you ask for something, and and, then, and it basically puts the molecules together to create that. I was actually going, man, you know what? I can actually kind of see that, see that as a possibility. Five hundred years into the future, of course. I that's, want it so bad now. I, <laughs> you want food? As processing? someone who hates the grocer, I want it so yes. bad. Yeah. And be, I just want to buy the raw materials and just put them in a machine, and then pizza i want boom yes this conversation is making me want them to remake the movie the fly so good it's so sad i didn't realize how sad i was just grossed out by it when i saw it when i was a kid yeah i probably saw it too young too but me uh, too so but gross. dude later like you get into the storytelling of it of course it is really it is it is a it's a tragedy it's, it it is. is. I mean, it really is tragedy. But, I rewatched you, it again, like earlier this year, and I'm if, like, oh. If you take out the fact that when, like, when he's losing his teeth and some like ah, rah, rah, body rah, horror, yeah, 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 that was all disturbing. But yes, the story itself is well. Of course, the original Fly back from the 50s was that kind of. It was a tragedy that he, you know, and of course the ending of it is really tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm imagining that with modern effects, and I'm both like, ooh, and then I'm like, but the practical effects though are so good, like. Some of the stuff they had to do mechanically. I don't know if I could go watch that if they were going to do it. If they did it with new. Yeah. With the new technology and and still, again, that, the, the, what did you call it? Body horror? Body horror. Body horror. That kind of stuff just. Specifically losing teeth is like one people's number one, like. Oh, Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, still to this day, dreams. I mean, because of of losing teeth. So seeing that on, on, uh, if Goldblum happened, I'm like, yeah, that's disturbing. Okay, I'm not as excited about it now. 
No, uh, but I mean, I'm into it. I'm just like, how yes. would that look, though? It would probably be something I would avoid. Of course, I'm still waiting for so my, my Can we have Hi- Jeff Goldblum do it again? No, I'm still looking for my Highlander remake. Someday. Oh. I want to see a remake. of. They do a remake of everything else. Okay, though. Highlander. With today's technology. I've never seen Highlander. It's good. It's got a great story. But the problem is, they put a Frenchman playing a Scotsman and a Scotsman playing a Spaniard. That's the beauty of remakes, though. You can go back and fix it all. Exactly. And that's what I want. And, and with technology, you could do it. And I think Highlander, that's always been a big beef of mine. But anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the, uh, the, the, the technology of, of, of beaming stuff and, and the fly was really disturbing. But what else is going on? <laughs> okay, on a more cheerful note. We are going to have some gallium as well, so guests can come and actually um, play with a metal that has a very uh, low melting point, and it is going to be a bit like uh, our um, uh, Silver Surfer is this in the, the Power Cosmic. That, like the Mercury-like? It, it is. Uh, when it is melted, it does look a bit like Mercury. This is actually a metal that... Uh, not much warmer than you can make with your own hands. You can uh, bend the metal and actually melt the metal. So this is going to be a, a so lot of this. fun. Um, you know, it's, what we try to do is uh, expose people to things they may have heard about mm-hmm. or often things they never heard about. Right. And, and um, that way when they leave, they have new ideas. And, uh, and they well, ask questions. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just like the Silver Surfer. Yeah. I was going to say, and it actually that's, also that's kind of a makes, solid makes argument. The, the T two, uh, the, <laughs> the 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 living the, yes it, yeah the living a, metal it's a silicon it's a, it's a, it's a metal that basically it's cyber or something I don't know yeah did you see the side note the meme that was do you want terminators this is how you get terminators like it showed the 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 little news thing about the metal and then it had Sarah Connor and she's like do you want terminators because this is how you get terminators <laughs> right. well yeah but no. Silver Surfer, though. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Silver Surfer, yes. I'm forgetting a Terminator 2. Oh, Squirrel Girl and then, yeah. and then Silver Surfer. Solid. You could do way yeah. worse than Squirrel Girl and a Jack like Kirby Girl. creation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Squirrel Girl is probably my favorite Marvel character right now, I think. Oh. I'm yeah. into it. Rocket's mine, as we oh, much we discussed. Yes. Ro- I'm getting a Rocket tattoo. Yes, that's On right. my birthday, the third. <laughs> I'm super excited. Rocket's my power animal. There you go. Squirrel Girl is a close second, though. Underestimated people. Like, that's what I love about Squirrel Girl. Rocket, Rocket's your Patronus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I told my husband, uh, Trash Panda with a rocket launcher is the new baby with a nail gun. That's, yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. He speaks to the heart of me. What I, if I want it more? Yeah. <laughs> I do want to, to get to uh, other things that's going on at the Science Museum. But before I get yeah. to that, you also will have the, uh, the planetarium open as the well. The planetarium oh. open. Uh, we have uh, Tales of the Time Traveler. That oh, many, it's so good. Uh, in fact, uh, it has um, someone you might recognize from uh, Doctor Who uh, yeah. as a narrator there as well. That's awesome. People freak right out. It's, it's so cute. Like You can tell the Whovians in the audience immediately because the, he starts talking and they're like, <gasps> yeah, that's fantastic. It's one of our coolest. And I, I and also, cause the last time you were here, we, you, you, it was right before you closed it down. Yes. So the brand new planetarium, how is that going? I mean, tell us for those who hadn't listened to it, what is that planet? What is What's, why was it closed down and what have you got now? Well, 
it was closed down because we needed to take a little step into the future as mm-hmm. well. And we had a wonderful Konica Minolta star projector that is actually my age, and mm-hmm. it needed to retire. Um, and we needed a, a new projector to come in and step in. And that new projector is actually six um, Sony projectors that project at a quality that is greater than uh, what your TV at home can produce. That's amazing. And the animations are incredible. What we are able to do is amazing. No longer are you just seeing uh, the planets, but the planets are moving and you're Mm -hmm. flying to the planets. And if a guest wants to see something, we quickly get there and you do not hear the clicking uh, uh, slides turning on and turning off. Yeah, it's a jump into... What I mean that the Starball was cutting edge, and was that was what we all grew up with, and it still slides. So it's you know it was the most modern imaging we had combined with the most modern technology, and now we've taken that jump into now. Yeah, and I saw one. And it's yeah, so I saw, cool. it's I saw, a combination. I've of, seen it some of the stuff on the planetary. Yeah, it's simulation and oh, actual imaging. Yeah, and as we move coolest. forward, we will move back to a Starball and digital projection as the plan. And have the best of both worlds. Yeah. But right now we have some pretty fantastic worlds on, <laughs> on the dome in there. That's going to be incredible. So what else is going on at Science Museum at our play, favorite museum right now? Well, we have a uh, late night lab coming up as well. And that's coming up on February 9th. 8th. February 8th. Thank you. <laughs> um, the Friday after Cosmic Con. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be a uh, sensory-friendly late-night lab oh, where we are going to um, do all of our favorite things at the museum, but we are going to do them a bit less loud and uh, less bright um, or sometimes more bright depending uh, where we are in the museum. And we're going to have lots of uh, tactile experiences and a lot of really hands-on experiments that we can take our time with and let our guests take our time with that's as well wonderful. yeah I, I did i think some you know and of course this is for for kids who might have autism uh who who cannot you dim lights too far and it's just it it's scary for mm-hmm. some for a child or you get them too bright and they're j- it's just too much mm-hmm. yeah. i mean you can find that right level and that's wonderful that you guys are 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 uh, trying to take care of those kids who, who also would be interested in seeing this, but they they just can't deal with all that sensory input. Yeah, exactly. It can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, we there'll be no surprises that evening. We'll be letting all of our guests know exactly what's happening, what to expect, and where. Um, bringing down the lights, bringing up the lights. So if you have a family member that has a lot of anxiety, um, uh, has uh, sensory processing. Uh, needs we will accommodate all of that that evening well and we will also be turning off some of the louder exhibits like the mm-hmm. tesla coil <laughs> that will be turned off Oof, yeah. um and that could be i mean even if so you don't not, have sensors yeah i was gonna yeah. say yes. i mean it's it startles me yeah. it, when i'm just walking through the museum so um and we'll do a quieter science live show mm-hmm. um we're actually welcoming some guests from special care in oklahoma city uh thanks to our sponsor express employment professionals but um so we're bringing some kids in and their families uh but yeah we're going to turn down the tesla coil turn down some music that sort of thing 
That's wonderful. I I, I actually went to a a, a movie, one of a, an animated sh- movie, and on on one of the mornings where it was uh, sensory friendly, yeah. and uh, they didn't, of course, they didn't turn down the lights completely. The right. the music was or the the volume on the movie wasn't as loud. And I actually enjoyed it more because oh I was just sitting there with my son and my wife, and we just it, and I, yeah, there was we could we could see it just fine. You didn't have to turn the lights all the way off, right? And it wasn't quite as the music and everything wasn't quite as deafening. I'm like, this isn't actually that yeah, bad. It was I, actually I think, enjoyable. I think people underestimate how much of their attention is diverted when there's so much going on. Yeah. Like, yes. I notice it myself when I work at the museum. Like, well, I'll go into Tinkerworks and get focused on an activity, but then when you walk out, you just realize how much of your attention was focused on the, the noisy thing going around the corner and the lights. And it's just a really nice thing to like focus on a thing yeah. and not have to, you know, not deal with all the background. And that's why I think everyone will find this super enjoyable. So yeah, so it's not, I mean, although it is, is designed for, so for example, for kids for, with autism, it can be enjoyable for any kid oh, absolutely. because it's just not so overwhelming. They can learn yes. in a good sensory friendly environment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you uh, want an environment that's just a little bit uh, quieter, a little bit more slower paced, I often want an environment like that. So <laughs> I can't be, imagine. <laughs> this would be a great evening to yeah. come to. But if you can't make it the, this evening, we actually have sensory kits that are available uh, at our our front desk when you come to the museum that you can check out at any time. Oh, that's cool. They what, have, uh, what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, you have air protection in there. There are uh, timers so you can set expectations, knowing where you're going to go. If you go to our website... There is a, a story there to let you know what happens in each area of the museum and what to expect when you're there. And also in the, that's in the kit as well. In the kit are uh, some uh, tactile um, fidget toys is what we often right. call them, as well as gloves and uh, sunglasses. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and it's great that we're that we're taking care of the, those kids. That you know, we're finding more and more uh, of these kids because it's since it's a spectrum. You know, some of them have it uh, really bad, but some of them might just it it might just get put put them on edge enough to where they're not they're not able to concentrate. If they can't concentrate, they can't learn. And Science Museum of Oklahoma is all about learning. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. We we want people to come in and leave inspired. And I think some parents get worried. They don't want to bring their kid because they don't know what to expect once they get in. So those sensory kits that have the guide that guides guests through the museum is very helpful. And then this night, we'll let them have a chance to come and kind of see what it's like before bringing them on a normal day or a regular day. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what else is going on over there? What's going, what else is new at Science Museum? You know, it, it seems like we always have something going on uh, right now. Uh, one of our newest exhibits that we've opened <laughs> since uh, the last time we've been here is a Jacob's Ladder, which yeah. is actually a two, I guess it's greater than two-story Jacob's yeah. Ladder. So you can come in and uh, experience what may be the world's it is it is the world's tallest, but it needs to be like an inch wider to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. So I think they're working on that. We are working on making it just a little bit wider. And, I was so uh, waiting for you guys to get to that. Okay. And uh, in addition to that, we so have, wait, 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 wait. What is what is a Jacob's ladder? So what is that? So for people who don't know, imagine uh, two long uh, metal poles going up two stories in an arc of electricity going between the two going. Uh, 
all the way up from the very bottom where it's very, very close to up above where it's uh, several inches apart. Yeah, it's, it's the one thing you see in every Frankenstein movie. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and exactly. We, we had one that was smaller, but our exhibits team created this one by hand. And so that's why it's going to take a little extra love to make it a little wider. Yeah. So once it is t- as tall as it is, do, do we, how tall it is? It, uh, it I mean, it's two stories. It yeah. goes up to the... <laughs> I, I don't know the exact... Right. Uh, measurements. No. That's fantastic. I and 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 possibly we could have a world record right yes. here in, in Oklahoma. Of course, the, very very possible. We're, we're working on it. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Because the further apart you get them, the harder it is to have that that spark of electricity between right. the two. Exactly. There, the, you would have to put more power into it to be able to have that spark in between the two to the two poles. And that you figured it out exactly. That's that what we're going to now. Because it was it connected between. to the same place as the Tesla coil. Yes. And so obviously oh. uh, that sucks a lot of energy. Yeah. And so we're kind of having to rework that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All this electricity everywhere. Uh, that's And uh, of course, the Tesla coil is just amazing. And uh it screams at you. It does. It's <laughs> it does. So it is so good. In our electricity area, we're uh, also uh, nearing the completion of an LED compared to incandescent light exhibit that mm-hmm. I think is really cool. But then if you go back past our train into our aviation wing, you will see huge changes that are, are continuing uh, as we work on them right now. But if you haven't been to the museum in two or three months, you'll notice a big change with the planes. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. They, they are now uh, airborne. Oh. A lot of them are, uh, they cut, like built stilts, I guess. Stilts. Stands for them. Yeah. So they're up. You can walk under the planes. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And then um, some of them are hanging from the ceiling. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So so much more than just walking through kind of what would look, they were basically kind of parked. Um, you're awesome. actually getting to see them in the air and get to go, yes. go around underneath them. And, and if you go to the second floor, you can see like their eye level with you. Oh, so it's it's really yes. cool. It's Yay. Really cool. So many great changes. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, this is, uh, it's still, is it the Kilpatrick? Uh, Kirk, Kirkpatrick. 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 Uh, is the foundation is that, that that helps you guys a lot with with the things that you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of sponsorships and people helping out uh, because that's because you it's not it's not a it's you don't just make money by just we're people non-profit. coming. We're a nonprofit, yeah. and I think yeah. a lot of people forget that you know um, a lot of our events are sponsored. Smo Twenty One Cosmic Con is uh, sponsored by Tinker Federal Credit Union, mm-hmm. and then. You know, tinker about it. Late night lab is express. We, I'm. That's part of my job is fundraising, and we're constantly uh, looking for more sources because while we do get money coming in the door, it takes a lot of money to do those new exhibits and make these changes to make us the best science museum in Oklahoma. Right, and uh, now how do how does are we are is it the best in? I mean, how do you? I say yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) I I, I just want to say like because I know there's science museums all across the uh, the country, Um, and is there a connection with these? I that's I was always wondering uh, is science museum Oklahoma is I know that like for example if you get uh, a science museum. Membership, you can also use it at other ones. Is that yes. is that correct? Is that how I understand that? You, you are correct. When you join uh, Science Museum Oklahoma, your uh, membership, it will have ASTC on it. And you can uh, take that to uh, museums in uh, other states and uh, use it as well. Um, we work a lot with uh, 
museums, uh, both in state and out of state. We uh, often team up with our friends at the uh, uh, Zim, the Scott Family Amazem right. in Bentonville, where we uh, uh, work uh, a Tinkerfest with them, and then they come and work on our Tinkerfest as well, as well as the uh, museum in Little Rock as well. Um, we go down there and uh, we share ideas. Which is great because that's, I mean, that is also part of what science is all about, is collaboration, uh, making sure everybody is working together because that, that's how we share information, that's how we get better is by learning together and working together. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And uh, working together, we also have the uh, Oklahoma Museum Network, mm -hmm. uh, where you can use that membership, get an upgrade. You come into our, our museum, get your membership, and then upgrade it with the Oklahoma Museum Network membership. And you can go to uh, the Discovery Lab in Tulsa, um, Museum of Great Plains, several other museums. That's wonderful. And it's just, it's just another way to help educate uh, in, in different ways that, uh, unfortunately, I, I think I, I would love to say that the, the, the STEM things that are going on in school are, I just feel sometimes like they're falling behind and not, not because our teachers in our schools are fantastic, just funding. Um, and so this is another way to help a child's education uh, outside of school because they need to be learning all the time and this is another great place to be doing yeah that. we're a supplementary resource yeah. for you know i think that's how i've always looked at us mm -hmm. i don't know if that's you know accurate oh. but <laughs> i feel like teachers can bring kids in and just expand on like for instance come to the planetarium and we'll talk about physics and we'll talk about astronomy in a way that we have immediate like imaging and things like that to but and we're just layering on top of what they already understand yeah. which is awesome and making you know, it cool. We love backing yeah. up teachers. We love giving them more resources. At least, at least I do. Oh yeah, you can come to the museum, experience several different <laughs> phenomena that yeah. uh, relate to uh, subjects you might be studying at school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because and, and again, because we want to get kids interested in in science, and unfortunately, I think that's that's falling behind. Not just because uh, again, not because of the schools or anything, but just because there's not the funding. And so, if we can have another way, I know you guys have uh, plenty of field trips we do have a lot of field trips and we do get a lot of uh, sponsorships for field trips companies will come in and pay a set amount to get so many kids in but i mean we don't have enough to yeah. give away right. the teachers can't pay for buses they can't pay for the field trips and so uh we do have a couple of free days you know we have tinkerfest mm -hmm. we um bring in kids for space day and chemistry day um Blue Cross Blue Shield has a day, and they bring kids in. We had women in science. Women this year, in science which was this year. amazing. So yeah, yeah we have <clears throat> um, we we try to offer as many free days and um, extended learning opportunities as possible. Yeah, that, which is great because again, we've got it. We've got to get these kids into mm -hmm. science, and that's well, I've, I've, that's why I love the Science Museum of Oklahoma is because you walk in there and you just can't help but be excited about what's going on in science and what could be possible. You don't even know that you're doing science. Yes. That's really, and that's like, the way to get kids that's to learn. Our, <laughs> our president will say, what is science? And everything. Yes. Yeah. Everything is science. And it's mm -hmm. hard to imagine because we can't, there's nothing in this world. What we are doing right now, sitting around microphones, right. recording it on a computer, all of this that we sometimes take for granted. We got here in a car. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking. That's, that's right. Science. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, yes. And it, of course, the biological sciences. Mm -hmm. So there's everything is science and everything no matter. And you don't have to necessarily go, oh, if you want to be a scientist, I think that's a great example. Uh, the biological sciences. Maybe you're not interested in computers. Well, there are other sciences mm -hmm. to go into. Uh, there's so much. And there are so many different ways to science. Doing science looks so different from 
you know, the traditional lab coat lab. Yes. Like, I think that's yes. a lot of what we do also is just dispel the idea that to be a scientist, you need to have a great, you know, well, in, work in a lab. In our uh, smart space exhibit, Beautiful Minds right mm-hmm. now, it's going into dyslexia and the artists and scientists and just reg- regular, normal, everyday people who did great things, but they had dyslexia. And so that shows kids, hey, you may have this learning difference, but this is what these people did with it. And this is how you can do right. something great with it. Yeah. And with the sciences, we've also learned how we can make sure to create things that help people with dyslexia. Exactly. So, and hopefully with, with, we can get kids into the biological sciences to maybe cure diseases. Um, uh, uh, hopefully maybe someday there will be a cure for, for autism and things like that. So, but the only way to do that is to get these kids ex- excited about science. I think you're right. Uh, Devin is, is not just, you don't have to be in a lab with beakers right. and, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I spend a lot of my day doing that, yeah. like talking to kids about what science looks like to them versus it can be jumping you're into actually the ocean. doing science. It can be like, going to Antarctica. Yeah. It can be uh, sometimes you're just going out. You're watching this and, incredible movie. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what went into making that movie. Yeah. I mean, I've had that, con- I have that conversation all the time and it's great. Um, but like Tinkerworks where they, yeah. it's a makerspace and yeah. It is a very tactile way to understand that science is understanding our world and that, you know, making things with your hands is a great way to connect with that. Like we were having sewing in there last oh, month. So, and good. It's, so it's like, that's science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're making a plastic fusion, which uh, repurposing plastic bags and oh, yes. other things. And I made a sick wallet. It's amazing. But yeah, that's... You know, and, and watch it, and it's so fun to watch them approach it. Like, you'll give them instructions, and then it's so fun to watch them, like, either totally discard the instructions and then <laughs> come at it a totally different way. And, like, you know, we talk a lot about don't stop them then. Don't, right. you know, keep – watch what happens. And sometimes they've got a better plan. Yeah. And then sometimes it's – they learn the error of, you know, why we formulated this set of instructions. But it's all science. It's all how to approach – and hopefully make the world a little better. Right, and it's the imagination of children. And uh, of course, we're, we're talking about uh, the imagination of children. Of course, Smo 21 is, I think, about the idea of, of reactivating that imagination that we all had, uh, but then somebody uh, at the age of about 12 uh, decided, oh no, you can't do that anymore. You right. can't be creative. You've got to be logical and thinking. And, and of course, that's the whole Super Tramp song. But uh, <laughs> hey, you can't be curious. But you, we want to bring that creativity also in adults. And I think that brings us back to SMO 21 and why we do that. Definitely. No matter how old you are, we want you to know that science is not something that you did in grade school or you did in high school or you even did in in college it is something you do science is a verb and if you are a um curious five-year-old who wants to build something to um make playing with your legos more fun do it get into that kind of engineering if you go to smo 21 and you've had a lot of fun playing with uh um maybe the gallium or the ferrofluid or something we have here and you want to go home and you keep that experiment going, please do. You never know 
what you're going to create and you never know how what you create is going to impact somebody else. Right. And sometimes the greatest inventors were never actually inventors, quote unquote. Yeah. They were just normal people They're who went, I've people. got a better idea of how something could be better or something creating something from scratch to make our lives better. And that's how inventions are created is by normal people going, you know what? I want to do something different. And that's, right. and hopefully SMO 21 is a matter of going to these adults go, we can spark that imagination and make it better. Yeah, never stop learning. Yeah, good deal. And so let's go back over all the details of SMO 21. It starts at 6.30. 6.30 to 10 on Friday, February 1st. It is uh, sponsored by Tinker Federal Credit Union. Uh, No kids allowed. Yes. Uh, 21 (laughs) and over only come in. I hear there's going to be a fantastic panel. Mm -hmm. Um, There's (laughs) going to be so much to do. can even make your own superhero mask while they're there. What? Yes. So Use a little of that plastic fusion. Oh, that was one of the applications I thought. John and I, John is the, is who make, comes up with these fabulous yes. things. And him and I were looking at practical applications and I was like, Mardi Gras mask, dude. Yeah. And he's like into it. I think that's, <laughs> oh, that's what I love about Smell 21. The idea is that, uh, yes, granted, we, uh, it just allows people to, to, to kind of think about in, in an adult way of things. Uh, but also when you're around your kids, and I know, of course, I embarrass my son all the time, but there are still As things I would not do when he's there. Because I'm like, I, you know, I, 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 I don't want to embarrass him too much. Um, you know, of course, I'll, I'll break out a Queen song right in the middle of, you know, the mall. Uh, right. But, well, there's embarrassing but, parents and there's therapy. Yeah. You know, uh, like. But, but the, the Smell 21 allows you to not have to worry about being around children. True story. You can be an adult and just be an adult, uh, which I love. You, you can, can be an adult who uses all the slides. Yes. Yes, exactly. You can Absolutely. Have, you can have all the fun at the Science Museum without having to worry about your kid pulling you in another direction. You can actually read the oh, captions oh, yes. and whatnot. You don't um, have to chase a three-year-old who's yes. like getting out of, like getting away from you every exactly. time you turn your head. Yeah, that is the exactly. worst thing about when I go into a museum. I do. It's terrifying. I always want to go. Wait a minute. I really want to see what this is. What's yeah. it? I'm like, oh, oh, we're going over there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, uh, Nikki's daughter and son, Trent and Nick, and Trent and Jane. Like I turned my head for. I took them. Yeah. And I turned my head for a second, and Jane was just gone. Yeah. And She's you, twelve. You, I know. And I'm like, little jerk. Yeah. yeah. So I can do that. We can do it without no, paranoia. Can, that's the best part. Yeah. That some people don't even do the activities. They get their drink and they wander the museum and you see them doing the exhibits that yeah, we have all the time. Yeah, just getting to see the museum. Things, some of the things we had when we were kids yes. and it's been updated or maybe it hasn't yet. A lot of the stuff is being worked on and they're like, oh, I remember doing this as a kid or the Jacob's Ladder. We had that, but now it's cooler. Yes. So, and, and that's okay. a shout out also to teachers. My, I know my wife has done the uh, going to the for field trips mm-hmm. to to uh, to the science museum, and <laughs> she says, "I don't know what's there." Yeah, I spend the entire time counting, <laughs> counting heads. heads, counting heads. Because yeah, you we do. We're sure like, we That's my kids. entire trip to the um, zoo. And so she, she I, so if there's any teachers out there, this would be a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you to not have to worry about counting heads. You can just go and relax and see the museum that maybe you haven't seen before because you're not because you can actually look up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a great. And opportunity. there's a lot to see. <laughs> oh yes, and so just much more FYI. to see. Especially looking up, apparently now there's planes up there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. How much is uh, Smo Twenty One? 
Tickets are $21 in advance, and that's until midnight on Thursday. On Friday, they go up to $25, and we'll have them at the door as long as we don't sell out. So you'll have to check our website and that sort of thing to make sure we're not sold out the day of. When you, The $21 in advance, that's on the website. Yep. But they can come into the Science you Museum? You can buy them. In the museum, okay. on our website, sciencemuseumok.org slash SMO21, or you can call 405-602-3760 and buy them on the phone. What was that number again? 405-602-3760. There you go. And it just, it's just it's so much fun. And uh, you guys, how, how have the last, uh, this is the third? This, I'm trying to count. We did four last year. This is our... Fifth, fifth, first of the new year, right? It's yes. our first of the new year. We have four more planned late, three, four more planned later, and oh my gosh, yeah, that's it's so amazing. So you how don't have they been? How, how have they been? They're the past ones. So they're so good. good, and we're. I mean, if we don't sell them out, we're very, very close. Um, and we, ha- we, the fun thing is, people are coming to every one, and that's something fun to hear. Is we've come to every single one, and this, you know, and that's cool that we have fans like that. Yeah. So. Right? They want to know when the next one is. Basically, it's, just about, it's, it's, it's every other month, right? Every other month, yeah. Yep. Every other month. And we want every uh, SMO21 to be special. So in between those, uh, each SMO21, we're, we're creating something that we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Something we hope our guests haven't uh, experienced before. So each SMO21 you come to will offer a brand new experience as well. And so come out because it's not just going to be a one-shot thing. These, this is going to be an ongoing thing that you'll be able to enjoy every time. So And, and it changes. You'll be able to watch the evolution the, of the Science Museum of Oklahoma. The theme is different every time. So come on out and see what this one is because the next one won't be like this. And even if we did Cosmicon again, the activities probably won't be the exactly. same. Oh yeah, it's going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. You, 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 that's why I said, it's the SMO21 is going to be an ongoing thing. Yes. But this Cosmicon is only going to be this one time. So come out and see that because right. it's going to be amazing. Yes. Uh, was, uh, people can find you on the web at... Uh, sciencemuseumok.org. And on Twitter and Facebook? Science Museum OK. That's right. And uh, of course, uh, that's Science Museum OK on Facebook as well? Yep. Mm-hmm. And go. on Instagram. Yep. And Instagram. Oh, yeah. I don't, even, yes. see, I don't yeah, ever think dude. of Instagram. I'm a radio guy. I don't Same. think of pictures. And we, uh, we're going to have some cosplayers out, but people are more than welcome to come dressed oh, yeah. up. Oh, I didn't yeah. forget oh, to yeah. ask. I just want to yeah. throw that in there. Just please, for the, yeah. Yes, so. please come dress as your favorite uh, superhero, your favorite uh, space cowboy. This is a great evening to uh, show everyone what a fantastic geek you are. Right? <laughs> it's yes. awesome. Let your geek flag fly. Yeah, because we do know that, that being geeky is, is beyond just being into the science fiction and the fantasy. It's about real science. I don't know any geek who is not, who, we all love the who science fiction, we all love the science, fantasy, but also just freaks out about everything science-y. Yeah. It's yes. just how we are. We love it. And so uh, it's fantastic. And it's a great way to, to let your geek flag fly. And be yeah. around your people. Yes. That's the other thing. These yeah. are, these come are your, be with yeah, your people. These are your peers. Even if yes. you want to come alone, you'll find friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody will pull you into their group. Please do. Or you'll see <laughs> someone you know. If you're yeah. all alone and you don't have anyone to be there, just come hang out with us. We'll just, we'll just hang out with you and talk right? to you because it's going to be fantastic. We all know each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do either of you have a Twitter or Facebook that you... Like I don't. I'm there the worst. No, no. I, <laughs> please. I can play that. I just do it because I have to. <laughs> Same here. This is because, yeah, mostly you just stick with the, the Science Museum mm-hmm. okay, yes. on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for showing up. And uh, 630 Friday, make sure everyone's there. Yes. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thank you. 
So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our brand new home with our podcast friends at mostlyharmless.media. Also on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on iTunes. Please rate us and leave a comment. And Devin, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Oh, you can just find me on the Twitterverse. It's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. There we go. And you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate us and leave a comment on Until next time, along with Clint Stone and Abby Trent, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.